Welcome to the Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Jerry. Where each week we watch and discuss movies that Jerry has never seen, and occasionally some that I've never seen, but mostly Jerry. Well, welcome, Jerry. Hi. How long has it been? Uh, it's been a while, my friend. Well, I mean, technically it hasn't been that long since we last recorded, because we had our little, hey, we're back. Uh, but it's been thing. a long time since we recorded an episode. But an actual episode, yes, it has been a long, long time. Easily... 10 years? No, 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 no. We started 15. about 10 years ago. 15 years ago. No, <laughs> no, listen. 30 years st- ago. It's been 88 years. No. 2,000 years later. <laughs> Fuck you, by the way, for that gift. Anyway, no, uh, if we started about 10 years ago. We went about just over 100 episodes. 104. Took a couple of years, 104. And so it's been probably a good seven, eight years. So I was close with 10 since we recorded. To be fair, I I can't blame you for calling the podcast DOA. (laughs) It's it's dead, buried. It was. But I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're back. I think this is going to be fun. I think so, too. I'm glad that you took the last five years out of your life to every day remind me that we should record an episode. See? it, It took that long. It took that much nagging on your part to like finally like you know what we should do it the listeners already know that that's bullshit because in our hey we're back message episode you admitted that i have not been naggy about it so those were all lies lies anything anything recorded prior to right now is a lie oh okay i see including the 104 episodes no that's true that's good that's good okay okay anything that i recorded before before is fine but anything that you record before right now is a lie all right i'll take that yeah, you better take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming out. Oh, I wish we had video. <laughs> that look on Ricky's face was classic. First of all, people don't need to see what we look like. Well, they kind of already do. But second of all, they don't. Our need entire to, audience knows what we look like. They don't know. They don't need to know us in the video world. <laughs> they don't need to see our physical appearance. Our ugly mugs. Oh, I, look. If this blows up, like I'm planning on on it be on it doing, then we're speak English. Could you do? <laughs> what did you do? Um, and you, know, you and we may you, have live. We may have live events. You don't know, man. You don't know. Ooh, like in the backyard. Yeah, you in know, the front yard. Maybe. Can we do one in the bathroom? No. Just to say, hey, we are the only podcast to ever record live in a bathroom. Listen, bathroom interviews are already a thing, and oh, uh, that's Kevin of the Kevin and Bean Show, oh, which crap. no longer okay. exists. Um, so. Can we do a backyard barbecue podcast live and in person, or is as, that a thing too? As long as you eat some barbecue, yes. Oh yeah, imagine some nice steak, some hamburgers, hot dogs. I'm talking like barbecue, southern barbecue, dude, with barbecue sauce. Like from Mexico? No. That's Barbacoa. But that's from the South. You know what I mean. The Southern United States. Oh, you mean the South. The South. Like the real South. <laughs> not the fake one. Not the fake one. Not that not that Mexico being south of us is fake. It's just that's not what we refer to as is. the South. I, I think it is. I mean, have you ever seen Mexico and the United States in the same place at the same time? No, I don't think so. They kind of do. They're on the same continent. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Anyways. We digress. <gasps> Ooh, fancy words. Already. Fancy words by Ricky. 
It's going to be a new segment for us. Yay. Ricky looks up his word of the day toilet paper <laughs> and comes up with fancy words. So essentially, this is what we do. We start recording and then we start talking and then we start going on tangents. And we kind of divert back to what we were supposed to be doing, which is record an episode on the movie that we're going to be watching today. Yeah. Eventually. As much as we can. Sometimes. Get back to it. So if you hadn't, if you sort of skipped the the very beginning of where, where we talk about what, what this podcast is, or for those of us who, those of you who have never heard us before and have been in some sort of cave for the last <laughs> umpteen years, last essentially decade. what this podcast is, is we watch a movie that Jerry has never seen. Now, that being said, there's also very few movies that I've never seen. They're, they're spare. They're such a tiny yeah, percentage. Was like, like if it was a Pokemon card, it'd be like le- like rare, like ultra rare. Like that's what it would be. It'd be like it'd be like Mew fifteen, so rare. Yeah, whatever that means. Shut up. You know exactly what that means because Mew, I am not a nerd. Oh, please, you're the one. You're the one who got me into fucking Pokemon for what that's worth. Because I'm not really into it anyway. I'm like, what? You, you didn't even do anything with Pokemon. I did a little bit Pokemans. of the cards. I did a little bit of the Pokemon Go, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, point is, it's rare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Mew and Mewtwo were very, very rare. That's true. Remember? So that's why I'm going Mew 15. That's how rare that is. Wow. <laughs> nerd speak by Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that nerd card. Everything that punched. you wanted to know about Pokemon will be discussed <laughs> not on this show. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, essentially, what, what we do is, so, so the reason why is that, Jerry would always get inevitably get asked, "Hey, have you seen blank?" Well, I mean, just in regular conversation amongst yeah. friends, well, you know, movies come up, and my response more often than not was, "Hmm, never, never seen, seen that." Yeah, hmm. and I hmm. would I would always get the same reaction or something similar, you know, along the lines of, <gasps> you, "I can't believe you've never seen Jaws." Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Someone hit the French button right now. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. And yes, like Jaws was one of our first episodes. Jared. And uh, now is a movie that I thoroughly love. Yeah. If you go back into our library of episodes, which will eventually be up. Because <laughs> it takes a long Someone time. Someone gets on there. <laughs> you know what? Shut up. First of all. Second of all, shut up again. Okay. So yeah. So essentially we watch the movies and then he, he'll, he'll give his take on the movie and like you know, as someone who's seen it today, not someone who saw it when it was originally out. Yeah. And just, you know, what, what his thoughts are. He hasn't loved all of the movies that we've seen. Heck, I haven't loved all of the movies we've seen. In fact, there have been some movies that Ricky remembers as having loved back in the day. And we watched it and he's watching it again. And he goes, that wasn't as great as I remember yeah. it being. <laughs> it was not good. What was so it? The- Airwolf? No, not Airwolf. But there was one about a helicopter. I think Clint Eastwood was in it. And you were like, oh, oh that, uh, it was. That did not age well. Son of a. Whatever it's called. It, again, it's it's in the it's in Th- the archives. Thunder, Thunderdome. No, Thunder Thundercats. Thunder Thunder Fart. Thunder Thunderball. Pit. Thunder. Something. Thunder Lightning something. and Thunder. Whatever it's called. Thundercopter. <laughs> Thundercopter. Yeah. Bingo. That's Thunder it. Huey. I don't remember. Thunder Huey. But yeah, there's there's been a few that we've watched where I'm like, hmm. I remember that I remember that being a lot better when I was young. Not so much. But anyway, so that's that's our premise. Uh, eventually, you'll, you'll um, we'll see a movie that I haven't seen, like today. <gasps> which well, actually today is a special day because today is a movie we, that neither of us have seen. That's right. 
And and on top of that, it's a heavy hitter. It's it's it's, it's probably the biggest heavy it's hitter. The movie. Like when we talk about the movie, like this is the movie. Like this one comes up number one on almost everybody's list. Just about all the lists. Yeah. And up until recently was the number I, one film. I hold it on that. That's one oh. of my notes. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I mean, it this movie is so huge that it's it is used as a noun now for other movies. Like, for instance, if if let's say something in another genre, like say a horror movie or something like that, is really well made, it'll be described as the blank of horror movies, which is the title of this film. But that I'm leaving out right which now. Which is? Which is? Do you want me to announce it? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. We're so. What the hell? Sorry. I'm right. so keeping that in. <laughs> no, I'm no, so no, gonna keep that, that in. Whatever the hell that was. Today's movie is Citizen Kane. Boom, boom, boom. Now that I've never, we neither of us have seen it. So this movie is from 1941, way back before any of our times, before time existed. <laughs> no one was alive no one, back then. <laughs> no one was alive. Oh, it is. Idiot, it? it has currently been rated PG, but I'm assuming that back in 1941 there was no rating system, so no. this probably was like rated like. I, if there a. was a rating system, like who knows what it was? It was rated A for amazing. I don't. I don't think they even they had anything. Rated like W. No, rated W. Fuck. Rated M W. <laughs> must watch. Must watch. But like, even if they, I mean, I don't even think they had a rating system back then. No, they didn't. It's not like anything that would have been you know controversial or anything like that like or say blue as far as like sexual content or violent or something like that that was anything filmed that was too extreme would probably not get released widely so why would they have a a rating system you know what i mean that's true what jerry said (laughs) so this movie is is going to be about almost two hours about an hour and 59 minutes it stars mr orson wells who I heard become became some weird wackadoo wackadoodle. I don't know what the hell happened to that guy. Hmm. Uh, it also starred Joseph Cotton, Coten. I don't know his last name. Dorothy Hamill. No, Dorothy. That, wasn't she like a yeah. gymnast or something? Yeah. Dorothy Cummingore. Cummingore. I'm so horrible at these like white names. <coughs> and then Agnes Moorhead. Those are the four top builds. Now, of those names, I mean, obviously, I recognize Orson Welles, but I also recognize Agnes Moorhead. I don't know if you recognize that name at all. Or maybe by her picture, maybe you would recognize her. Well, the picture that picture that's shown is black and white, and it's, right. she's very young, but I don't... For some, now, now that you said that, you it, some something in my brain is, a, is trying to like make a connection somewhere, but I, I can't seem to... She still has a very um, distinctive look. And I, I mean, I recognized the name like almost immediately. And when I looked at her picture, I was like, that's who that is. Was she Catwoman? She was not Catwoman. Was but she that's a, a good guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Was she in an episode of X-Files? No. I think she was long dead by the time the X-Files came around. Agent Mulder. So you're you're safe Scully. from that. Is she, yeah, she, yeah, she played Agent Mulder's mother. So who is she? Can I click on the? I'll click on the button. Sure. Go ahead. She played the pig in... Charlotte's Web. No? She played the spider. In Charlotte, no? Are you just guessing? Or yes, are I really actually, am just guessing okay. right now. 
Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, tell me, please. She played Samantha's mother on Bewitched. Oh, I never saw that show. What? I saw a couple episodes, but. Oh, man. Yeah, I wasn't. uh, I mean, you know, it was a little bit before my time, but it was still heavily in syndication and reruns when I was a kid. So I saw several episodes, but. Over the years, her name has kind of stayed with me. So when I saw it, I, I immediately recognized her. So Bewitched ended in 1972. We weren't born until 78. Oh, I didn't know that. So by the time I actually started watching TV and shows like that, I was into like Family Matters, Family Ties, Silver Spoon. All the family movies. <laughs> all the family shows. Yeah, <laughs> basically. No, but I think I've seen I've seen clips of Bewitched. I don't think I've ever fully like I've never sat down and say, "Hey, I'm going to watch Bewitched today." Right. So, yeah. I would not have recognized her. Damn, she was born in 19, 1900, December 6, 1900, and she she passed away on April 30th, 1974. She was 73 years old. Oh, that's nothing compared to one of our other key figures that related okay. to this movie. I'll I'll leave that I'll leave that information for yourself. Yeah, man. So not only did the that the main actor Orson Welles star in the movie, he also directed it. So kind of like an ego to say, hey, I'm going to star in this movie. Then then I'm going to take over directing for this movie and say, hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be directing you all. So like suck it. I mean, it, it recently it has been said. I forget exactly where I heard it, but someone said that anyone who writes, directs, stars in, produces their own movie it's going to end up being a piece of shit. <laughs> what? So that's, that's, that's the com. I mean, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, dang it. What's that phrase? Hold on. Um, wisdom. It has wisdom in the phrase. God wisdom it. tooth. Huh? Wisdom tooth. No, no, no. It's wisdom is the second word. Uh, Common Some. wisdom. I don't know. I think it's common wisdom. But anyway, that's that's kind of like the general sense of what people think about like self projects like that. Not 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 that that's the case here. But first I'm just of saying. all, have you seen and have you seen like Pineapple Express? I have not. Or other movies that that what's his name Franco James Franco has been in. Oh yeah, the classics. <laughs> no, which I can't remember any of the movies exactly. <laughs> Which means uh, you're kind of proving my point. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what? I'm expecting you to continue. Are you that was it. That's all my information. That's all okay. I have. All right. I was just giving the basics. I had told you since we, neither of us has seen it. Uh, typically, when Jerry hasn't seen a movie, I give the information. I give a little bit of trivia, a little bit of backstory on the movie. But I figured today, since neither of us had seen it, that yeah, we could both kind of do our part. And I didn't really do much. Share the load. Yeah. Now you didn't do much, much. Uh, you didn't do much, much other much. than unlock your phone. <laughs> Look, I pressed buttons and I got onto IMDb. I put CIT in the search bar and then Me- Citizen Kane. Meanwhile, came up. Jerry has typed up this entire fucking essay over here. Jerry's got like a laptop and like a fancy table in front of him. And I mean, the table's yours, so are you you know you're kind of shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna be saying shut up to Jerry a lot. Yeah, well, it's been a while. Because, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, so do you want to save your information for after we watch the film, or do you, would you like to share some of it now and then the rest of it afterwards? I don't want any spoilers for anybody. Well, so here's the thing. Because it's an 80-year-old movie, I was going to ask you about this, but again, 80-year-old movie, and it's been such a huge part of... 80-year-old movie? Yeah, 1941. Holy shit, you're right. I was, thinking, in I, know, I was thinking... 2021. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. 
Yeah. And Holy not crap. only not, not only that, but it's one of it's such a well-known movie that it's just part of the zeitgeist now. So there's really no spoiling it, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the major twist at the end for me has already been spoiled. It was spoiled years ago. Rosebud. Yeah, that. So, I mean, I, there's really nothing to spoil. I think the stuff that I've typed out is actually really interesting. So I say we go for it here at the, at the top of the episode. And then okay. we'll give our observations of the movie after. On delay. All right. So researching some stuff about the movie um and by the way i may have gone a little bit overboard with my trivia and and the parodies and stuff uh so this might take a little bit of time buckle up hunker down um so i I pulled a few interesting bits of trivia from imdb our usual source of information uh first and foremost the, the one that caught my eye was that despite all the publicity and I added this to say nothing of the innumerable accolades it has received over the decades. The film was a box office flop and was quickly consigned to the RKO vaults. RKO was the studio that produced it. At the 1941 Academy Awards, the film was booed every time one of its nine nominations was announced. Shut up. And it was only re-released to the public in the mid-1950s, which is when it really started gaining you know, so about steam. Like- 10 years after it was released? About 10, yeah. 10, 15 years after Damn. it was it was released. Yeah. Crazy, right? Uh, this was the only, I mean, spoiler-ish tri- piece of trivia that I, that I found. Uh, the audience that watches Kane make his speech is, in fact, a still photo. To give the illusion of movement, get this, hundreds of holes were pricked in with a pin and lights moved about behind it. <laughs> So we'll have to keep an eye on that to see if we can catch where the still photo okay. with the lights being shined behind it is. Um, this movie has many ties, of course, to William Rand- William Randolph Hearst. Do you know who he is? He is the he's the I, I forget. I think he's a philanthropist who didn't he the, isn't he the one who built the Hearst Castle? He he did. It, it, the Hearst Castle was his home. Um, I can read you a little bit about him from wikipedia if you'd like to to hear it and you tell me when to stop or if you'd like me to continue i can do i can do that as well so william randolph hearst senior was born april 29th 1863 god that guy's old and died august 14th 1951 at the age of 88 years old yeah so i mean just just think about that you were born in the 19th century lived through the 19th you know, live lived through the change in the millennium, right? And then you die like well into the twenty first or sorry, twentieth century, you know, like the mid twentieth century. Well we kinda of do the same thing. We we're born into the twentieth century and we True. eventually die in the twenty first century. But what okay, but just as a side note, what do you think is more impressive as far as like how things have changed over that same span of time? Like do you think do you think the changes have been more drastic during his life? No, during ours. Or during ours. During ours, think yeah. about it. So we were born in 78. What has come out since 78? Cell phones, the internet, computers, yeah. like home computers. Space. We essentially wow. have, we essentially have, com- everyone has, everyone that has a cell phone today has a computer in their pocket, basically. True, true. Back when, in the day, back in the day, it was like a whole room was dedicated, like, for a computer that could barely compute, like, anything. Right, yeah. And it, nowadays, it's, it's like... Like one of our cell phones is worth like I don't know twenty of those 
probably more. Any computers from back in the day? Cars. Think about it. Cars now can drive themselves. They true. can park themselves. You can look back in the rearview mirror without even having to look back. You're looking at your little camera. That's true. The advances in medicine, so science. So I, I get yeah. like he went from like cowboys and Indians to like World War Two. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of like weird, like to go from that type of like the Wild West to now all of a sudden you're like. And the baby boom. Cause yeah. He, he died right around the baby boom. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, William Randolph Hearst Sr. died uh, 1951. He was an American businessman, newspaper publisher, and politician known for developing the nation's largest newspaper chain and media company, Hearst Communications. Damn. Yeah. Take that, Rupert Murdoch. His flamboyant methods of yellow journalism, I'm not really sure what that is. I could click on it and see if you want. Uh, Yellow journalism. Sounds racist. I mean, it kind of does. Influenced the nation's popular media by emphasizing sensationalism and human interest stories. Hearst entered the publishing business in 1887 with Mitchell Trubit after being given control of the San Francisco Examiner by his wealthy father, Senator George Hearst. Damn. Yeah. So this dude was. Okay. So, real quick, the other thing that I noticed about William Randolph Hearst from Wikipedia here is that his net worth and I don't I'm not entirely sure if this is at the time of his death or even current because it has a little green triangle next to his net worth which indicates to me that it's on the rise for some reason that's kind of weird because he's dead but anyway his net worth according to wikipedia is 3.11 billion dollars in parentheses it says equivalent to equivalent to 30.6 billion dollars in today's dollars all so, right. what, so at the time of his death, he was worth $3 billion. $3.11 billion, And yeah. he would have been worth $30 to, billion if he were, Yeah, if, if, for some, if somehow he had survived to today, he'd be worth $30.6 billion. That's the equivalent. Which, if you think about it, mm-hmm. is a drop in the bucket compared to the, one, the people that are, that are rich today. So actually, that's, thank you for that segue, Ricky. I was actually <laughs> going to bring that up. So just, just to put it in perspective, Jeff Bezos is now considered the richest man in the world. He is, as of 2021, estimated, his estimated net worth is $191 billion. Damn, that's okay. a lot of money. Now, and according to another Wikipedia article, this one, uh, this one is according to Forbes as of November of last year, November 2020. Uh, so this, this list is obviously outdated. They're putting Elon Musk at number one, but that has since changed. However, according to this very same list... So we said about $30 million, or sorry, $30 billion. billion. That puts him, according to this list, in the same category as John Franklin Mars of the- Mars Bars? Mars Incorporated, right? Um, also, Jacqueline Mars. So I guess they're husband and wife, probably, and they're, they're both of the same corporation there. And Sheldon Adelson of the Las Vegas Sands Corporation. So casinos, yeah. hotels, resorts, et, et cetera. Um, and at $35.6 billion, we have at number 18, Michael Dell of, of Dell, Dell Computers. Computers. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of where, yeah. where Randolph or uh, where Hearst would have been around that time. So, yes. And just real quick, Hearst Castle is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I've been there. Oh, you have? I took the wife. Oh, nice. I know we had been planning on going. Yeah. But sorry. No. Wife, wife comes first. It's all good. Um, my wife. My wife. Um, but just, uh, yeah, just a, just a quick button on that. His Hearst Castle, constructed on a hill overlooking the Pacific Ocean near San Simeon, mm-hmm. 
has been preserved as a state historical monument and is designated as a national historic landmark. And this is not a paid commercial because we they don't know that we even exist. <laughs> but that place is amazing. It's pretty awesome. It's so pretty. It's so I mean, pretty. Gold flakes on the ceilings and stuff. And that, it, that pool, You got? did you get to see the oh pool? Oh, yeah. Oof. The indoor one? Yeah. Yeah. That's By the way, it takes you about, like, literally, it takes about 30 minutes to even get to the place. Yeah. From yeah. from where you start off. But it's gorgeous. It's so good. It's, so it's gorgeous. gorgeous. All right. So, um, so this, this movie's ties to her. So, William Randolph Hearst was so angered by the film that he accused Orson Welles of being a communist in order to keep the film from being released. Now, this was interesting to me because I just, I listened to other podcasts, and one of the ones I just finished listening to was uh, of the American Scandal series, and they uh, did a series on the story of Joseph McCarthy and McCarthyism in the, in the 50s, and that had so much to do with, you know, the communism, the communist scare, the red scare, you know, in that era, um, so it doesn't surprise me that Hearst was kind of in league with that, you know, with all that. And and just pointed a finger at at Wells to try to get him, you know, to to accuse him of being a communist, and then uh, try to keep the film from being released. That's to me that was fascinating. And by the way, you can draw a direct line from McCarthy to our former president number forty five and his bullshit. It's really interesting. You should really, really? look at. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There is a direct line, and I mean the 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 way. They told the story of McCarthy. There were so many parallels to Trump, dude. It's insane. It's really it's crazy because you 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 think about it. You 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 go back to that that time when it was like, oh, that person's a communist and that person's a communist, and it kind of equates itself way back to the Salem witch trials, yep. where it was like this yep. person's a witch and that person's a witch, and it's like just being a lot of times just being accused was enough to That's like right. end your life. I, mean, I can't even imagine the all the bullshit that they were bringing up during that, during that communist, the like, McCarthyism era. Oh, yeah. 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 It, Ooh. it, it destroyed, it definitely destroyed careers. Um, it destroyed and, and it destroyed some people's lives because once your career is, has ended, what do you have left? A lot yeah. of people, there was nothing left for them. So, you know, there were some suicides and, and not only that, but you know, secondhand violence, like violence perpetrated, uh, by others to you know what I mean to just you know among regular people because of his like uh, stirring people into a whipping them into a frenzy over the communist a needless thing. frenzy needless frenzy That's completely crazy. no it's it's a fascinating story you really should look into it anyway moving on um stay on target stay on target, stay on target. okay uh, during filming Orson Welles oh listen to this. During film, during filming, Orson Welles received a warning that William Randolph Hearst had arranged for a naked woman to jump into his arms when he entered his hotel room. And there was also a photographer in the room to take a picture that would be used to discredit him. Welles, having got caught wind of it, I guess, spent the night elsewhere. And it is unknown if the warning was true. <laughs> So he never, he never found out. Well, we just, never found, no one ever found out because he didn't actually go to the hotel room where he was supposed to stay. We should go to that hotel room today and see if that lady's still in there <laughs> with the photographer just like having kids. Just like, Ew, having kids. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Waiting for Orson Welles? I mean, maybe they'd they, be 100. Maybe they didn't realize that he was dead. Like, how long are we going to wait? Like, I don't know. I'll give it 10 more minutes. You know, that smell coming out of room 315 is just disgusting, dude. We should really look into it. <laughs> But they have their do not disturb out on the doorknob. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, and the last couple, these are the topical ones. So the winner of this year's Best Production Design and Best Cinematography Oscars is Mank. This is a 2020 American biographic, biographical drama about screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz and his development of the screenplay for Citizen Kane. So the story of Citizen Kane is still alive and well today, right? And supposedly, from what I read about the picture, it really goes into, like, who got credit for the screenplay versus who didn't. You know, like, this guy Mankiewicz, like, I think according to the movie, had a bigger part to do with the screenplay than he's been given credit for over the years. And I think that's kind of the main point of the movie. But it goes into the whole, you know, the whole... um atmosphere and environment that, that that they were living in around that time and the you know the production the drama behind the production of the movie etc um it's it seems like it's a really fascinating story i haven't seen the movie yet but i i after this i probably will check it out um and finally uh my last topical bit of trivia an 80 year old less than effusive review headlined Citizen Kane fails to impress critic as greatest ever filmed, resurfaced last month as part of a new archival project at Rotten Tomatoes. The review, which ran in the Chicago Tribune in 1941 and was quietly added to the Citizen Kane page on Rotten Tomatoes in March of this year, brought the classic film, which is regularly placed atop lists of greatest American films, down a peg or two from 100% to 99%. And this is from Citizen Kane is No Paddington 2, says Rotten Tomatoes, the article. That's the title of the article by Sarah Barr, April 28th of this year. So do you guys realize that? That supposedly the greatest film ever filmed is now at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Paddington 2. The sequel, yes. The sequel. Not even the original. The (laughs) sequel to Paddington. Well, Ricky, everyone knows the sequels are always better than the originals. Is now (laughs) the number one film on Rotten Tomatoes. How crazy is that? I've never seen seen either of the Paddingtons, so I don't know how amazing it is. Yeah, neither have I. But in today's age, you would think that at least one reporter, just to even just to troll that movie, would have been like, oh, Paddington 2 sucks and blah, blah, blah. And then lower its score. Right. But everyone's like raving about this movie, and it is now, according to Rotten Tomatoes, so take that for what it's worth, it's now the <laughs> highest rated film in the history of the universe. Well, and the thing about Rotten Tomatoes is that it's not like they do show the audience rating for the movie, but the main point of the of the website is to aggregate and combine the, the critics', critics ratings. Yeah. Right. So again, like Ricky said, take that for what it's worth, but it's I think it holds a little more weight than just user updated Yeah. Cause any anyway, websites could, like Wikipedia, et cetera. I could go I can go into Rotten Tomatoes and be like, Paddington two sucked and it's the worst movie ever made and just by that one review The audience score Yeah, the audience score is gonna go down. But right. the audience is gonna who am I? I'm not anyone to sit there. Well, I mean technically neither are critics because they're just people that you know They're just people too, but you would you would like to think that they're people who have either A, studied film, or B, made their own films, or you have some sort of background in film that they know what they're talking about. I'm going to challenge that and say <laughs> that the, the majority of those people don't have any kind of credible know-how or, or say into what movies Maybe are. Maybe not but, directly. But regardless, some people take critics' reviews for you know to heart and say, hey, I'm going to go watch it because this critic said that it was good. Well, I mean... I don't. 
I mean, I, I rarely do either, but there is something to be said about film studies. Yeah. And someone who has studied film for years and years but might a, know what they're talking you, about. But you're assuming that critics have gone down that path. No, no, no. I'm just saying that the, the, the critics who have the most background in film studies have probably have a little bit something more to say about a movie than just I thumbs up or thumbs down. You know what I'm saying? So <gasps> don't just discount Ebert, Robert. What is it? What was his name? Ebert and Roger, Roger and, and Elbert. Oh, Elbert, I miss you. Uh, <laughs> what was her name? Ebert and Roger, Roger and Roger and Ebert, Roger and Ebert. It was Roger and Ebert. You don't want to tell me because you're a dick. I am being a dick. You right should, you're letting totally me hang on yeah. my own words. On my own. This is the old Kevin and Bean rule, man. Shut Don't up. throw them the lifesaver. We are not preserver. Kevin and Bean. You can throw me a lifesaver <laughs> every once in a while. But we are big fans dick. of a now deceased show. No, it's Siskel and Ebert, sir. Siskel and Ebert. Gene Siskel and Roger what? Ebert. His first name was Roger. Oh, so, okay. So I had one of their names. That should have counted for something. You had, you, hey, I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just saying Siskel and Ebert. You're a dick. <laughs> You're a dick. Anyways, Siskel and Ebert. All they do is go up and down. They just go, psh, psh, psh. and they had a show on what was it, Channel Seven? I remember it being on Channel Five, but I, I think it was just nationally syndicated. Yeah, so that's what we should do. What Ruiz and Morales, Morales and Ruiz? No, but see, Ricky and Jerry. We we established long ago that this wasn't going to be a movie review podcast. We're going to review just, movies from no, now no, on. No, 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 just this is just watch and discuss. We're gonna we're gonna make a show, and we're gonna be popular across the nation, and we'll make. Tens of dollars. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Ricky also asked me to look up some parodies. Because right? this movie has been parodied. More well-known parodies. Parodied. So parodied. I, uh, I did a quick Google search. You know, my deep, deep research into this. Did a quick Google search. And I came across a website called tvtropes.org. And so I put together this list of parodies slash tributes because it's not just parodies. Some of them are just straight tributes. Um, I have a list of 18. Jesus. So I'll just read them off real quick. I have a couple of notes on just a couple of them, and we'll do, we can discuss those if you like. All right. So starting off with comics, there is The Batman Chronicles number 21, appropriately entitled Citizen Wayne. I love that. Uh, I love that. Hey. I got to I got to read okay. that. Dude, they replace the characters of Citizen Kane with characters from Batman. First of all, you are a Batman bias, so this doesn't count. As far as I'm as far as I remember, you're kind of Batman centric too. You, I, I do. I love me some Batman. You love you so you love you some Batman. Okay, so. go on. Continue. Sorry. Uh, number uh, sorry. Uh, next we have The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Apparently, they did cuz I think I I don't know if they did it on DuckTales specifically, but this, I'm talking that's, comic books. That's right? what I was going to... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, no this, comic, is, this comic, is straight comics. comic books because I don't know which came first, if it was either the comic books or the cartoon. I think it was the comic books because I think Scrooge McDuck has actually lived in comics or existed in comics for many years before DuckTales um, was a thing. But so apparently they did a, a version of Citizen Kane using Scrooge McDuck and some of the other characters within that universe called The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. And read, you can see the parallels because he is the richest duck in the world, right? I don't, I don't read comics. I read manga. Well, I mean, you know, potato, potato. Anyway, <laughs> um, a, a few movies that have parodied it or at least paid tribute to it. Wallace and Gromit. I'm sure you're familiar. Never with seen it. I know who it is. You're I familiar know, with them. I know though. who it is. But I never Over seen the it. Hedge. Yes. Steve. What is it? Steve Ate Vern. Because they named the wall Steve. 
Do you think that's a that's not the wall the, hedge? Sorry. The hedge, yeah. Do you think that's one worth putting on the list? Because I've never. It seen might it. be. Okay. It's got some. It's got. It's got a couple quotes. Okay, because I have never seen it. Uh, Muppets Most Wanted. Although well. wait, huh? to backtrack just a little bit. <laughs> uh, Over the hedge does have Bruce Willis in it. Mm. But he's a voice actor. You don't see that's him. That's okay. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. Okay. Because he's a dick, but you know I can still You're watch a dick. Them. I can get past that if if the movies worth watching like it's not i'm 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 not gonna sit here and tell you it's the citizen kane of animated movies ah 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 but it's it's funny it's good all right especially because they named the they named the hedge steve so oh instant R- instant connection r.i.p steve r.i.p steve yeah and the last of the movies was muppets most wanted another one i haven't seen i don't really like muppets though okay or Muppet type, but some might say, "Oh my God, I can't believe you haven't seen that." Hey, look, if anybody who listens to this wants us, either Ricky or I or both of us, to watch Muppets Most Wanted, let us know. I was gonna say, if the outcry is is uh, loud enough, <laughs> then I'll I will I will bow to our the outcry slash outrage. <laughs> yeah, like how dare you? The Muppets are the best thing ever. Uh, some people are hardcore fans, man. I, I, I used to like. I, I'm a fan. I used to like the 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 what was it the baby Muppets what were they? it was it was Muppet animated. babies <laughs> but you it was you're almost there you were I almost there to, I had it but it was animated yeah so I didn't care but. and Muppet babies were a little bit different because they were a animated like you said and b they would parody a lot of the stuff that we loved that's like true Back to the Future and Star Wars and maybe not Back to the Future but Star Wars for sure um, I know they did parodies of like I Love Lucy and stuff like that it was it was very funny. Um, and here's the big list. A I'm lot gonna, of the I'm parodies. Gonna, I'm going to assume these are TV shows. Very good, Ricky. Yes, for I television so shows, we have I such things smart. as... SMRT. <laughs> we have I'm such so things. It's funny you're mentioning that. For television, we have such things as Sesame Street, starring the aforementioned Muppets. Le Boo. Uh Veronica Mars. <gasps> Wait. Would you like me to read more about the, yes, the trivia? Yes, I am. I am. My interest is piqued. All right. For those of you not in the know, I know Linda Viramontes, La Stupid Face, would actually know, but I am a huge fan of Veronica Mars. Team, team, team. Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Damn. Huge fan. I, I guess I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> team Piz? P. Tim, Tim PP. Team. <laughs> Piss, pisser, piss, piz, piz, biz, tiz, liz, miz. <laughs> Team one of those. You're the worst fan ever. Um, so for Veronica Mars, on a third season episode of Veronica Mars, Keith is hired to find a missing college trustee by her husband, whose name is Bud Rose. Not only that, but the missing trustee is played by Patty Hearst, granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. Wasn't Patty Hearst that lady that robbed a bank? She had something to do with a bank robbery and like there, there was Stockholm sy- Syndrome involved. Yeah. There was something in, that's something in right? the 70s. That's the same lady? Her. Yes, her. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was in prison for life or something. No, I think... Or she just maybe was accused. She was a victim. I, I think she was mostly considered a victim of was, whatever it was that happened. I don't know what happened exactly. Wasn't I think there was like a conspiracy theory that supposedly because of her Stockholm syndrome that she was 
people were saying, well, she robbed the bank, and so she should be guilty. But they, I think they found her innocent or something. Like she remember. was brainwashed. Kind yeah. Of into don't it. quote yeah. us on any of this because we're not Patty Hearst. I mean, uh, I could look up the Wikipedia article on it, but we've already got so long. Yes. <laughs> we might. Mm. We might have to save that for another. Stop it. Maybe a bonus episode. All right. Anyway. Um, did you say boner episode? Bonus. Bonus. Okay, yeah, so that was it. I keep hearing boner. That was it on Veronica Mars. Okay, so continuing with the list of TV. Mm -hmm. uh, Animaniacs slash Pinky and the Brain among... Animaniacs. Yes. So among many references uh, within the show, voice actor Maurice LaMarche, the voice of Brain, he does a direct imitation of Orson Welles for the character of the Brain. And so when you hear his voice, he's, he's mimicking Orson Welles, like, to a T. Uh, moving on, we have references in Cat Dog, Family Guy, Garfield's <laughs> Thanksgiving. Family Guy. Garfield's Thanksgiving, Looney Tunes, My Little Pony Friendship <laughs> is Magic, Boo. Phineas and Ferb, Boo. Robot Chicken, Yay. Tiny Toon Adventures, Yay. The Critic, and lastly, but Yay. probably most importantly, The Simpsons. And here's why. The Simpsons. There have been so many references to Citizen Kane on The Simpsons that the staff has joked that they might just recreate the entire film using clips from the series. Shut up. (laughs) I remember watching when I used to watch The Simpsons back in the day before it got, shall I say, derivative. Ooh. (laughs) That's two fancy words in one episode. Biting commentary. I love it. Fuck, you love it, right? Mm -hmm. Did it move? Inwards, but yeah. Ah, oh, you almost choked through. Anyways, um, I remember watching The Simpsons and seeing this, like, seeing Mr. Burns and Mr. Smithers. Yeah. Gary uh, Smithers, right? Huh? Gary? Gary Smithers? No, it was... Whatever his name is, but yeah. Smithers. Yeah. Smithers. His, his assistant, yeah. essentially. And they sort of recreate, I'm assuming, the final scene of, of Citizen Kane, or at least most some of the movie at in the episode i don't remember exactly wasn't it a tree horse tree house of terror probably but like i mean according to this note the references have been spread out throughout yeah, the series. Yeah. So. but i that's the one that i remember the most because i remember at the end again spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet but i it ends up in the, in the in the simpsons episode it ends up being a bear <laughs> that's the the quote unquote rosebud of the of the show. I mm-hmm. think this is the same one. I think I remember the same one. And so he loses it, and then somehow Mr. Burns' head gets cut off and put onto a, a robot dog. Whoa! And then he goes out and actually finds like the head of the same bear, like in the future, like in a, a utopian. I think I'm remembering. The, I think it might be the same episode that uh, that we're talking about, uh-huh. or one of the episodes. But I don't remember for sure, for sure. <laughs> but that might that might need a rewatch to see if I remember correctly. I mean, <laughs> trying to. I guess you could research it to try to pinpoint which episode it would be. But sounds like it would be uh, quite a task. And that's it. Uh, the Simpsons was my last one. The Simpsons. But I mean, just imagine that that the creators have thrown in so many references spread out throughout the series that even half jokingly, they, they feel like they could recreate the movie solely using clips from the show. Yeah. From the without, various without even having to re-record or even create, no draw new, yeah. New animation. Just stitch, stitch clips together and That's recreate the crazy. entire movie. <laughs> could you imagine depending on how, what clips they used 
like how the animation would change like if it was an older episode or mm -hmm. a newer episode yeah yeah because it has changed drastically do you know I mean, the, maybe not drastically have you realized that that show's been on for 31 years mm -hmm. i think that's what it, that's what i saw last yeah they're on the 31st season what the fuck do you come up with at that point i mean that's the thing it's like even they joke that they've done it all Right. Why not just end it? I that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I remember I was talking with someone else about this, and and I I remember mentioning that I saw an episode recently, and it wasn't that great. Yeah, I've, that's what I've heard. Funny. I've heard that they're not funny anymore. Like yeah. it's because everything's been done. They've done everything, and it's like you know you can only do a a social media joke so much. You know what I mean? Like after a while, you're like, right, I get it. You're trying to be topical, but like you said, it's a thirty thirty plus year old show. You've done it all. <laughs> and I know that South Park used to joke about it and would always say, oh, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. The Simpsons can now literally say we've done everything. Mm -hmm. Like we've covered every topic. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, in contrast, South Park, just as an example, I just recently saw their South Park um, vaccination special, I think it's called. And it's like... Uh, God, I want. I can't remember exactly how long it is, but it's it's like an, essentially it's a mini movie. It was a, it was a special thing that they that they did, and it's all about COVID and the vaccines and stuff like that, right? There's this whole story, of course, that that they start off with something small and then it explodes into this big thing. Um, but it's it's topical, and on top of that, they made it work. Like they they made it funny, whereas I don't know that the Simpsons or their creators more specifically have that same ability anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, but I, I enjoyed the South park special. I don't know that I could say the same if, if the Simpsons creators were to come up with something similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know, but Simpsons, it's time to hang it up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, it's had, look, it's had a great long run. 31 years. Yeah. How many sitcoms, how many anything can say, oh, we've been around for 31 years? Well, none, I think. I think it's considered the longest running sitcom, live action or animated. Yeah. Um, that's, that exists. Like, that, that's, because one it, of the it, ones it broke the record. One of the, like, I could kind of equivalent it to, equivalent? Equate it. Equate it. That was not even a word. What the fuck? <laughs> the Mongo got to me in that one. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyways, something like uh, Law and Order SVU, right? Which has been around for I think twenty three seasons, and that's like you look at that and you're like, Jesus! Like how many people have gone through that show? Like almost all of the original cast is gone. Mm -hmm. I think there's still. I think there's two. I think Mariska Hargitay and Ice T mm -hmm. are still on there. Yeah. Ice Cube. Ice T. Ice T. Yeah. Not Ice Cube? No. Which one's Ice Cube? Ice Cube is um, Today Was a Good Day Guy. Doughboy. Friday. Friday. Yeah, I got it. Okay, Craig. Okay. I always get those two mixed up. Anyways. I don't see how. Well, because of the name. Yeah, but there's... If I, saw, if I saw their faces, I could tell you that's Ice-T and that's Ice Cube. Ice is the only thing they have in common with their names. And then there's Vanilla Ice, and then you throw that in the mix, okay. and I get all, all confused. Right. I'm I... like, wait, what? <laughs> all these amazing rappers, I can't... Tell which one's which. <laughs> this needs to end now. Anyway, so yeah, so like there's shows like that or shows like back in the day that used to like or even soap operas that have been on for like 40, 50 years. But Jesus. Mm. Like, but I think I think they categorize those differently. Yeah, but. I would assume so. But still, any, anything that's been on for longer than especially nowadays, 
longer than five or six years. It's like, it's, I mean, oh, honestly, too long. think about it. Anything that lasts even five to 10 years is a major accomplishment. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, nowadays, let alone 15, 20, 25, 30 years. It's yeah, insane. That's crazy. Yeah, Cause like my, my, one of my prime examples is like something like friends, which was on for 10 years, 10 seasons. And like, even then, even if you, if you go, I love, trust me guys, I'm a, I am a diehard friends fan and I always will be, but that, Ninth and tenth season, it was just like, dude, we just need, this just needs to end. It's like, it, 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 done. You guys, <laughs> at this point, they're just beating, uh, beating a dead horse. Well, and and like again, like I know you 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 get tired of me mentioning it, but same thing for me with the X Files. X Files. No, the X Files. Seriously, like I was a huge fan of that. Uh, I still am. Uh, it's my favorite show of all time. But for absolutely those last few seasons, it was awful. But but correct me if I'm wrong. The reason why the last few seasons of, I will say the last couple of seasons, right? Two or three seasons. It was actually, I think, a few more than that. Okay, well, I think what happened was that for a show like X-Files, I think they could have gone longer. But the only reason why they didn't was because they lost, they lost well, first of all, they lost um, David, Duchovny. David Duchovny. And then they brought in all these other people that they, they tried to make it work with, uh, with different agents, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And it just never worked because the whole dynamic is you want to watch a show about Mulder and Scully. Right. They were the driving force behind that show for sure. Like any show. Even like, like, again, I just brought up SVU. Uh, The guy, I forget, uh, Christopher Maloney or Mm Milani, whatever his name is. Um, Like, I love SVU, but I love the SVUs where he's in the SVU. Like the newer ones, like I'll watch them because my wife watches them and it's like, eh, it's just not the same because the whole concept was... It was Mariska Hargate's character and then Christopher Maloney's character and their dynamic. Right. And it was one of those like, will they, won't they, we'll never know. And then he left. Like, and that was it. Like, he was just gone. And then you never, you don't really ever get an explanation as to why he left. Mm-hmm. But the show just isn't the same anymore. And same right. thing. Like, you start bringing in, like, different characters. Like, your favorites start to leave. And then it's like, is it the same show at that point? Right, like, right. Can you still call it Law & Order SVU? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, God bless them. They try. <laughs> they try to keep it going. And it's been on like it's been on for a while. And it's going strong. I know my we we still watch it religiously, right? But but I mean, it, there's something to be said about like just for the most part, the quality of shows when that happens to them is just it just goes yeah down it drops not the same. So anyway, so that's uh that's all I got for trivia and stuff. That's it. That's it. I have no trivia because I didn't do any research. Awful. None research thing, at all. Good thing I came prepared, carried the weight. You always carry the weight. Because <laughs> you're always carrying me. Aww. Aww. You're dumb. Like that footprints poem. Yeah. When you look back and you only see one set of footprints in the sand. <laughs> that was Jesus carrying you. It was it was Jerry carrying Ricky. <laughs> How did you do it, man? I was like, I'm fat. I'm like... Hey man, I'm close to three bills, man. How did you? How do you? How do you? Like, how does your back? I said, Jesus, help me with this weight. You just call me fat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and go watch the movie, and then we'll return for with our feedback. Yeah, our thoughts, our observations, our concerns, <laughs> our review. We're gonna review it. We're reviewing all the movies now. This is what I was we're gonna do. Of. Instead of stars, we're going to do strong ponies. 
I give it four strong ponies. How strong is that? That's pretty strong, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who got that reference, <laughs> you can be our friend. Okay. Bye. And we are back. Rosebud. That wasn't even close to how he said it. <laughs> Rosebud. Rosebud. Nope, that wasn't it no. either. Marijuana. Oh no, that's Darth Vader. I am your father. <laughs> okay, so we are back and We're we back. just saw the movie. What'd you think, Ricky? Uh it was a good movie. It was not horrible. I mean, for nineteen forty one, it's not yeah. as far as like cinematography, it's not it wasn't high tech. No. Or what whatever we we're used to these days. Right. But it was a good movie. A little jarring sometimes in between, like the cutscenes. Like there was a part How they where they would jump around in the timeline. Yeah, they, well, not not jump around the timeline. Like the way, like all of a sudden they would have a newspaper and then they would like snatch it away. And oh you're yeah, like, what the fuck is going on? They wouldn't on? really give you a chance to read any yeah, of the headlines. It's <laughs> just true. like, but um, I, I I don't I don't get maybe because I'm not a film nut or maybe because I'm not a film person. Like I I didn't study film. Right. But I don't I don't get the love for the movie mm-hmm. like i get it it's a good movie like mm-hmm. if you watch it it starts off kind of hokey and you're like what the fuck are we watching yeah but then eventually it gets into the story and you figure out what you know what this man is about it's just basically him being alone mm-hmm. his entire life essentially even mm-hmm. though he had people around him he was always lonely he was he missed his he missed what he had when he was a kid right so it's like it's it's the story of like well let's look at this man and his life and how he lived and I get that the main question was what his is Rosebud yeah right, right but it's like they took this kid they basically he was sold to this philanthropist I'm mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what the word you would call but someone just basically buys this child and is supposedly going to be groomed to be the next I don't know Rockefeller I guess for better yeah for you know. Not knowing who the equivalent would be in the film. Or the guy himself, right? What was his name? Uh, um, William Randolph Hearst. Hearst. Yeah. No, no. That's not who buys him. Who buys him? Oh, sorry. Thatcher. Thatcher. That's, yeah. yeah. So essentially, that's what it is. They, he, the boy is sold and he's going to get groomed to like inherit this fortune. I guess we assume that it's a $60 million fortune because he says at one point that he could lose a million dollars a year and still be in business for 60 years. Right, so. right. Um. But I think that the, I think that the bigger thing is him. It's like his loneliness. Like mm-hmm. he really, as many people as he had around him, as because he married twice. You don't. He really, was never. He was never alone. But he was lonely. But he was lonely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that that in itself is kind of a cliche, but you know, and this was probably one of the earliest films that really presented that and really you know explored that. Um, so maybe for its time it was revolutionary, but by this point we've seen a lot of movies yeah. that explore that. And I, and I guess that that's how I take it is that it's like, although this movie has probably been discussed thousands upon oh, thousands yeah. of times and, and looked at and, and ad nauseum reviewed, as they yeah, say. And yeah. Just like, so we, anything we say at this point is, is meaningless. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. What it's it's unnecessary. Just, we're just two chuckleheads who just don't, our opinion doesn't really matter. Right. But I I don't understand how it, it continues to be. I get being the top one hundred. 
Mm-hmm. I totally get this movie being in top 100, especially for for its time and for right. what you know for what it was for what it's worth. Right. It's a top 100 movie. <clears throat> no, no, there's no there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about that. No questions but about that. Number, but one, number one, you're questioning the number one. I don't know. I okay. mean, Paddington Paddington Two is out there, so <laughs> how can you honestly to yourself say Citizen Kane is the best movie? I mean, it. I you look. People a lot smarter than us, like you said, have discussed this movie, you know, and and people, like I said before, people who've studied film, who've actually studied film, right? Um, I think probably a lot of, of what comes with the accolades when it comes to this movie has to do with the novelty of it. And probably a lot of it has to do with the storytelling apparatus that they used, where it was where it wasn't linear. Where it jumped around in the timeline, I'm sure that was revolutionary for its, its time, time. For its time, right? Um, and yeah, the the acting and the dialogue may have been hokey at times, but that was how it was in the, at that time. You know what I mean? And and actually, like compared compared to other films of its time, I'm sure it was heads and shoulders above the rest. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. And I and I even think even beyond. When it when it probably first premiered, I think even right. decades into the into its future, right? I think that movie was like the it movie. Like this is this is how filmmaking or where filmmaking is going to go, and essentially it has because <clears throat> I hate to compare it this way, but it's very Tarantino like in the fact that it's Ooh, not that's it's interesting. not it's not a linear story. Okay, story. Gotcha. It's yeah, like yeah. hey, this is him as a kid. And then we're going to jump to when he's an adult. And then we're going to jump a little forward. Or then we'll go back. So that's sort of what Tarantino does in his movies. He never tells and you. And maybe a, Tarantino got his cues from and that's, stuff like And that's this, why I right. hated. That's why I didn't want to say, oh, this is Tarantino-like. Because technically, Taran- Tarantino was probably anything, basing his. He would yeah, be was off of Citizen stuff, Kane. Right. So, but the thing is, is that we're watching it today. Right. It's 2021. It's an 80-year-old movie. <laughs> it, yeah. And we've, we've seen the Tarantino movies. We've seen the John Woo movies. So a lot of those a lot of those directors or writers are getting or, or got their inspiration from things, things that, like that have been already existed. Right. And in this case, it's, this is one of those movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect, I honestly did not expect to see what I saw in the, in the, what in were meaning, you expecting? Meaning that I was going to see a story about a man who was like this rich asshole who didn't give a shit. And all his life is just him buying things and, Making this mansion, amassing his fortune. Yeah, essentially, yeah. that's I never, I never really, like I said, I this is the first time watching it. Never knew the entire story. I, all I knew was that there was something about Rosebud, and it's a sled. Mm-hmm. But we all know that the meaning of the sled isn't the sled itself; it's his childhood. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he misses. That's what he wanted to to get to, to regain, acquire, to, right, which to he back. couldn't. As right. much money as he had, mm-hmm. he couldn't. No buy matter what he did, youth. no matter what he bought, yes, he couldn't get it back. Yeah. Yes, and and I think watching it, it's like it's like okay, I get it. It's mm-hmm. a, it's and again, not taking anything away from the movie, it's a good movie. But eighty years later, is it really still the number one film, or should it be? Mm. Are there are there other movies today or that have been made after this? Mm-hmm. That that maybe deserve that claim. Well, let me ask you this then: If not this movie, what maybe what would you replace? That's it, the thing. It, I don't know. With? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what what. Can I give you my opinion on that? Go ahead. 
I I see a lot of similarities myself between this movie and Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind is a much longer movie, but I see similarities in it in that it spans many years. You might even argue decades, right? Um, but it spans many years. It doesn't Gone with the Wind doesn't really jump around in the timeline like that, but it shows the rise and fall, especially in that case of a romance and a relationship. This was different from that. There is some relationship stuff involved, but really it's about Kane. It's about uh, Charles Kane and his rise and fall, right? Um, but the similarities in how the story takes place over an extended period of time and there are ups and downs and it's this whole exploration. It's basically a deep dive into the lives of these people, right? So I might, I might put Gone with the Wind in a number one spot over Citizen Kane. So you're saying, Maybe. so you're saying that there's a case for Gone with the Wind to, to take that that top crown, right? And I, I can't say anything about Gone with the Wind because I've never seen it. It's I know it's on the list. Put it shut on the up. List. First of all, shut up. <laughs> okay, it's on because the list. you haven't seen so many more movies than I have. I'm not judging. You were you you judge with your eyes. I was not. You were judging with your eyes. I you, was just I was just. If they could roll back any further, <laughs> you would have been looking into your brain. <laughs> I, I kind of did. I was just making sure that it was on the list. But but it's not it's not for it's not for not wanting to see the movie. I just. It's one of those that I just never got around to watching. Same, same. Because it's, it's an old movie as well. It's not, It's maybe not 80 years old, but it's still an older movie. Uh, I think it... I think it is, actually. Yeah? I think it might okay. be older than 80 years. I don't know years. then. Yeah. yeah, because it's it was colorized, I want to say. Maybe, I don't know if it was originally released in color, but I've, I've seen a colored version... Uh, co- color. A color version of Jerry, that movie. Jerry, stop Sorry. being racist. Sorry. A color version of that movie, but I don't know if it was necessarily released in color. Anyway, I I do think it's older than eighty years. Holy shit! It actually it actually predates uh, Citizen King by two years. Two years, okay. So it's nineteen thirty nine. Okay. So yeah, that's that one's definitely one worth watching. Um, I I really I remember really enjoying Gone with the Wind and really being surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Holy shit! It's a four hour movie. Oh yeah. Good lord. Yeah, it's long. It's long. We would definitely have to do <laughs> do an intermission on that one. Okay, going back to this one, I personally thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually kind of loved it. But this one is definitely because the ending had already been spoiled for me, it was really about the journey. I think that's I think that's a tough one too cuz especially when it's something this old. Uh I think I know the ending of uh Gone with the Wind. And again, it's one of those that's been parodied and you see it, you see it Played out in, in movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. And so it's like it's inevitable that you're it's something that you're not going to be able to like avoid. Right. Especially for it being out so long. Right. It's not like something like Spider-Man where you can kind of keep away for like a, a few weeks. Maybe and, even and a month. You watch it. Yeah. yeah. Month, and then month or finally two, you watch yeah. it. And then, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And, and like uh, to your point. You've heard lines. You've seen yes. the scenes. You've seen the actors. In Frankly, there, my know. dear, I don't give a damn. It's it's classic. It's you know it's in like I like I said before. It's in the zeitgeist. You know, it's just part of the collective conscious yeah. uh, consciousness. So it's hard to remain unspoiled on stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, that that was the case here, in that we already knew the the spoilerish ending. Um, so definitely for me, it was more about the journey. Um, and I, I really liked it. I personally, I would, I would 
I would find it hard to replace it with something else as a number one movie, because really this was this was a, a triumph, uh, and I can see a lot went into making this movie. Oh, of course, yeah. And Some of those sets were so elaborate. I can't imagine yes. how much money they spent making. This I movie. made a note of the set design, and that was incredible. If it wasn't an actual location like we were discussing. Because Ricky and I, just to get one, one of my notes out of the way, we were debating briefly about whether it was actually filmed in Hearst Castle versus a set on a movie, on a movie studio, you know, um, because it was so elaborate and so lavish that if it was a set, that was some incredible work. There, I have to admit, there was, there was a few scenes where you can kind of look at it and be like, mm, that was a set. Right. You know, but there was other scenes where it's like, dude, it's like there was a one scene in particular where there I think where she's uh where his second wife is, is Susan is on the floor working on a puzzle that she'd had she had already worked on and she still works she works she's working on it again, but the camera sort of is like behind her, kinda of looking into towards the room hallway i don't know what the hell it was it was this huge room <laughs> a hall and mm-hmm. i could have sworn that the that the that the fireplace uh, that i had seen it at hearst castle it was just it was a fire i was saying jerry it's a fire room yeah not even a fireplace it was so huge you could actually <laughs> physically fit like a bed and a dresser and sleep in there and still be <laughs> and still not be worried about the flames but <laughs> i looked at it and i there, i got a i got like this familiar sense in my head like dude i've seen this long room before like mm-hmm. and I, I just i hearken back to when Teresa and i went to um to hearst, hearst castle mm-hmm. and we're walking down these like long dining room type rooms with these like long ass like 50 to 100 person table <laughs> and it just that that's what it reminded me that's why there was times where i was like i wasn't sure is this a set or is this actually somewhere actual like that location. exists that we can go visit and, and you can see why Hearst, the actual person Hearst, like looked, watched, or you know, even maybe not having seen this film, but even having gotten just wind of it, was like, hold up, <laughs> you're not. This is obviously me. This movie isn't happening because you're making me look like an asshole. Yeah. You know? So you could totally see where that would be coming from. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I'm not necessarily. I, I don't. I don't think I'm necessarily on your same page as far as like not calling it number one. I'm still kind of like, I could, I could call it number one as opposed to, eh. <laughs> but I mean, that's, but you're, I, at the same time, your observations are completely fair. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there, and I can see where you're coming from with it. Like I get it at the time. Like, Oh, this is, this is innovative. Like no one's ever done this before, but I'm sure there's gotta be a movie somewhere out there that where they've done it better, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like Where they improved upon yeah, this, yeah, because yeah. not and again, not. I, it keeps sounding like I'm, I'm putting down the movie. I'm really not. It was a good movie. Again, at, at first, I was like, "This is gonna be so dumb," <laughs> just because it's an <laughs> old movie. It's black and yeah. white. I'm not into black and white movies all that all that much. So I had that bias going in, but then as soon as the story started, you know, unfolding and you get to know you get to know these characters, and it's like, oh, okay, this movie actually has substance. It's not just. Right that it's it looks pretty or that it was you know they spent a lot of money making it it's like they the again the acting wasn't all that great <laughs> but the overall story is like you're like oh shit you start to feel sorry for Kane because right. you're like he had everything but in a sense he didn't have anything right right so it's like you there you was start a point to, yeah, to all of it, yeah it's crazy yeah but yeah 
yeah so um you know after those are our first general impressions you want to go into notes yeah all right let's do it you want to go first or i'm gonna go first uh i think you have less than i do so why don't you go okay so all right so my impressions of the movie my first impression was is this a godzilla movie <laughs> Because it was like very was ominous, very, very dramatic doo, music. Doo, 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 doo. I was half expecting to see Godzilla just come out, rise from the under, <laughs> and destroy <laughs> all of the inhabitants of New York. And then as we kept watching it, all of a sudden I got hints of uh, or vibes of Young Frankenstein. Yeah, oh, yeah. With the long, <laughs> the, the, the wide angle shots of Xanadu in the distance and the dark and stormy night. Yeah. That was uh, we we kept making stupid references to either Dracula or Young Frankenstein. Yeah, Jerry started off with the Dracula, and then I started. I I made one Listen to the children of the night. I made one. I made one reference to one to one line in uh, Young Frank- Frankenstein when he says, "You stupid son of a bitch, dumb bastard." And then it just that's and it just sparked just us off went into, from there. Yes, and yeah, fuck. I don't think I would visit that Xanadu house at night or in the daytime. Probably not. Or with cops. Or, <laughs> or with the army. Wow. That thing was freaking creepy as fuck. It was not a welcoming looking no. castle. <laughs> no, I think the house from the movie The House was more welcoming than this movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No, I haven't. Oh, Jerry. Horror? That is a gem, yes. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll have to put that one on the list. Put it on the list. Okay. Um. So, yeah, creepy house. No, no, no. I don't. We don't want stay, to. Stay away from stay the, away from the house. house. Do not. What I'm saying is do not trick-or-treat at that house. <laughs> but they would have the best candy. I know, but is it worth it? They'd probably give you a full for a full course dinner instead of candy. Damn. Okay, never mind. Trick-or-treat that. <laughs> okay. Like, and, they just hand out turkeys. <laughs> like whole, just like whole, turkey. whole roasted turkey? Whole just like, here you turkey. go. Think about it. He could afford it. You're right. What if you give it like a like a like like chicken or beef like chicken or beef? Chicken Ooh, or beef. see, he's yeah. he, even he's even that rich that he could give you an option of chicken. And then or you'd beef. be like beef, and you get like five poorer houses. Like there you go. Wow, I'm Take in. Him. I'll brave the creepy uh, castle for five poorer houses. houses. <laughs> Anyways, I just got hungry again. Um, so in 1941, how sturdy are snow globes? I made a note about that, too. Good God. Well, here's the thing. So let me just interject because you mentioned it. Let me just interject my note about the snow globe. So he's holding the snow globe. It falls from the bed, hits the floor, perfectly fine. Rolls, falls from a a step that's like three inches off the floor, shatters. (laughs) It's just, I think it hit, didn't it it go down two steps? Probably two. Yeah, I think it was two. And then all of a sudden... (laughs) They're like, really? Like, it took it that long? It explodes on the floor. Wow. <laughs> I just couldn't believe. I was like, there's no way that, that today's snow globes could handle that type of uh, abuse. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Shit, I, could, I guess shit was just made better in 1941. Well, see, now our snow globes are made with Kevlar. So you could like shoot it and it, wouldn't, it won't Absolutely. break. Absolutely. Yeah, they're damn, I need to get me a snow globe. Put them like on my chichi so that <laughs> a, a fucking snow globe suit. So you Imagine can always be protected. What is wrong with that guy? Well, he's well protected. Don't try to shoot him. <laughs> okay, I did make a note of how uh, about the last word about Rosebud, but then it was actually cleared up in in watching the movie. Mm-hmm. So it was just basically the butler that heard the the last the last word. 
Because I've always heard that. I've always heard that, that. That's always been argued. Like, well, who? There was no one in the room to hear him say Rosebud. So who heard him? Oh, interesting. They explain it in the movie. I'm like, <laughs> the butler and, and yeah, he tell, okay. he tells him. He's like, I was I was there when he said I was the one that heard the last word. Okay, or okay. words. They say words, but he only really said Rosebud. So right, right. I don't know. That's it. That's interesting. That's interesting that that would have been a debate. Yeah, because and, I mean, they, in, they do spell it out. I, I I don't know where I heard it. Uh, probably in some podcast that I listened to, but I've always heard that argument. Like, well, if he was in the room by himself, how did he? Who heard his last words? Right. Because you just see the the. I'm assuming the nurse comes yeah. in, or, or the maid. I don't remember who it who is. I think it was a nurse. In. Yeah. Someone. And but by that time he's already dead because the 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 unbreakable <laughs> snow globe has broken. <laughs> And so she rushes in to clean it and then realizes that he's dead. Right. But then, yeah, like I'm, I, when the reporter goes to Xanadu to, to interview the reporter or the the butler, he says, yeah, I was the one that he basically spells it out. Like I was there. Right. I was I heard the last word. So right. I don't know where that argument came from. That's true. That's why I put that's why I put the that note, because I'm like, what was the big mystery there? Yeah. <laughs> like if you watch the movie, you've. Find out who says it or who hears it. Not nearly as big of a mystery as who I shot Nice Guy Eddie. Guess not. Who did shoot Nice Guy Eddie? Right? Or what was in the briefcase? His soul. That's what they say, but was it? A shiny dildo. Oh. That's more That's more believable. A shiny hat. <laughs> there you go. Some a, bad a hat. Glitter, a glitterified. No, was it? With bedazz, a bedazzled, bedazzled hat. <laughs> a bedazzled Kangol hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I really didn't keep a lot of a lot of notes. So my notes sort of like have to do with the beginning of the movie, and then I then you stopped, and then I stopped. <laughs> That's fine. So my last my last note that I have here is I guess fifty thousand dollars a year for the rest of your life, and for those <laughs> after you, so any children or or family that you have that lives on beyond the you, next of kin, right? Next of kin. That's what I wanted to say. I guess that 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 just hey yeah here take my kid yeah. That was it. That's all it took. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Papa, he was he was fighting tooth and nail. Papa at first. was mad. How like, dare you? This is my take son. Take my child. I want to raise my uh, son. He's he's mine to raise. You'll be receiving fifty thousand dollars a year, sir. Oh, so would you like them? Would you like him like box? Do you want to just take him like the way he is? I can change him if you like. Put a bow on him if you want. She won't. I can kick him out for you. Want shit. <laughs> he changed his tone really quick. I was, I was like, like, maybe Good this is Lord. for the best. I was like, dude. <laughs> I know, like one minute, literally within a second, it was like he was fighting for his son, and then it was like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm good. We're good with yeah, that. Maybe yeah, maybe this will turn out yeah. for the best. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's gonna get taken care of, so right, we're good. <laughs> Adios, hijo. I don't know. I I would give. I would sell Jerry for a burrito. A burrito at Chipotle. Ugh. No, no, see. no. Alberto's. Slightly uh, two, better. Two burritos. Slightly better. A burrito. No. Dude, can I at least can I at least be can I at least choose where you get the burrito from? A burrito and super fries from Alberto's. All right, that's a deal. Yes, <laughs> Daddy's gonna eat well tonight. <laughs> and that's all I have. I have nothing else. Well, I got plenty, so Jesus I'll make Christ, I'll Jay. make up for yours. Um, so onto my notes. Uh, the synchronized horses were awesome. That was crazy. <laughs> I loved how Ricky made a like made a verbal note of that when I, I like, wrote it down because that that shit was awesome. 
It was a lot, a lot of yelling by that narrator at the beginning. Um, I, I like in the middle of it is little news report. I asked, "Why are you yelling?" He's like, "And the reporter, and we come out and we do this, and we do that." And I was like, "But see, I could have handled it if it was like that." He, this dude was literally yelling the top of his lungs. I'm like, "Dude, chill." Maybe it was like his only gig that year, and they're like, "Make it good, or you're not gonna get paid." He's like, "Fuck." <laughs> his one and only. Okay, voice. here we go. <laughs> I gotta make better, it worth it. Better. Got to earn my keep here. That's funny. Uh, caught in the love triangle and his political career was canceled. Wow, imagine that. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's one time. It's as if like cancer culture was, was there even before it actually existed. No, but I'm relating this to some, some other people in recent memory who have had sexual scandals and have pretty much gotten off scot-free. Really? Who? Or got off scot-free. Jeez, man. Jeez, man. I'm not one to name names. It rhymes Donald with Donald J. Trump. <gasps> it's oh, not, not so a political podcast, though. This is so, not a political podcast. You're supposed podcast. to say Ronald. Ronald Ray Rump. Ronald Rump. <laughs> um, I love how Kane, at one point there at the beginning, says, Take my word for it. There will be no war. I was like, Oh, real? There will be no oh, war, mm-hmm. Mr. Kane? Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Um,. Susan, man, when we first meet her, looked rough. As Keo might say, lots of city miles on that one. Lots of city miles. Lots I think she had she had some highway miles on her too. Poor thing. No, poor thing. Poor thing. Poor thing. She got everything she wanted or could could have wanted, Did but she didn't ask for it. Did she though? And then it's like, ugh, you're uh That's all I have. I'm sorry, what now? It was uh and then like uh and scene. <laughs> Ricky's Acting. Ricky's one man show about Thank Citizen you. Kane. <laughs> I love it. Um, poor Bernstein. No one remembered his name at the beginning. Uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Bernstein. Finally, it, it came to them. I'm like, dude, he's, like he's a central figure in this I, story. I did. I did note. To, I made a little note to Jerry that, again. This is nothing racist. I was just pointing out something maybe, that maybe perhaps. because his last name was Bernstein. And maybe he may have been Jewish. Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't so keen on remembering his name. I mean, you're not wrong. It's a, it's a strong possibility. Um, I made a note about the aging makeup. As you know, in the different scenes when the, the, our, our, our actors were depicted as being older or younger, right? The aging makeup I thought was really, really impressive, except when it came to the character of Leland, <laughs> Jedediah Leland. His old man makeup was awful. <laughs> with I, that, I, with that fucking horse hair brush mustache at the end, yeah. Or or when he's old, when he's yeah. Like when old when uh, the reporter Johnson yeah, yeah, goes yeah, yeah, to yeah. Johnston or whatever goes to visit I him agree. in the hospital, that was awful. I agree, but I also I also want to say that that Charlie Kane's makeup towards the end wasn't all that great either. You're right. You're right. His middle age was was good for something for whatever reason. Bernstein like aged gracefully. Like yeah, I was like, dude, are you sure you didn't, you didn't Thatcher too? You did you notice like, how yeah, Thatcher? Yeah, like, that's was, true. Like he he his transition from younger to older Thatcher was pretty realistic yeah. and almost seamless. Yeah, it was, that was really good. But yeah, Leland's was not good. Um, Ricky and I briefly, very briefly discussed the possible connection between the Spanish American War and the Panama Canal. We're gonna have to look yeah, into this. Yeah, we need to because this to, was mentioned by Bernstein. Yeah, in the in the movie that Kane, you know, the Spanish American War was Kane's war, and that if it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't have the Panama Canal. And I, I was, you know, Ricky and I kind of paused and we were like, "What the hell is that all about?" 
Yeah, we we're don't not know. Sure, if we know that Kane is a fictional character, but in real life, based on Hearst, yeah, and supposedly Hearst so was behind. Based up, based on on the actual Spanish American War and the Panama Canal, is there a correlation? Right, we don't know. Right. We will find out on our next podcast. <laughs> yeah, stuff we find out about the Panama Canal. <laughs> We used to have a name for that. I think we had a name for that segment where we would revisit things from the we past, did? from a past episode. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Fraud at the polls. That headline that they pulled, like when they were choosing between which oh, front yeah. page victory they were going to. Yeah, fraud. victory for mm. Kane or fraud at the polls. I'm like, mm. that sounds vaguely familiar. Mm. Also, where have hmm. I heard that before? Hmm. Ronald not, Rump. This is not a political podcast, Ricky. Um, Ronald Frump. <laughs> I one of the things I really noted and loved about this movie was how they played the, the cinematography, basically, but specifically how they played with shadow and light. Did you notice that? Yeah, there was a lot of like, especially like at the beginning and with certain characters. And I'll just go ahead and jump ahead to this character, uh, to this note that I made about this character later. Um, the reporter Thompson Thompson was the name. And whose first name was Jerry, by the way. But did you notice that they, what? Jerry needs glasses. That's right. Jerry with glasses. No, I was going to say Jerry needs glasses. What? No, I couldn't. I You're like shut. No, Squinty I McSquinter. I, I have a lot of notes. I'm sorry. I couldn't find it. But did you notice that they never really showed his face very clearly in, in the vast majority? Like you kind of saw his face a little bit towards the end, a little more in the light. But for the majority of the movie, his face was his face was either turned away from the camera, or definitely or like a in shadow or in profile, yeah. right? But definitely in shadow. So that made me think, well, like obviously, you know, the light and shadow has is very symbolic visually. But I, I specifically when it came to the reporter Thompson, I wonder if it, if he was supposed to be like the stand-in for the audience. Like exploring, like we're the ones exploring, exploring a Kane's life, and you know what I mean, like digging into it and discovering all these things about his life. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, you know, maybe that's one of the things that has been pointed out about the movie that makes it, you know, that um, jettisons it to the number one spot on a lot of lists. I just like it when Leland was like, when Leland, was it Leland that broke the fourth wall? Was just looking at the camera? Did he? Wasn't it? There was a couple times. I think it was Leland. Oh, I didn't even notice Damn that. It. Maybe I should have made a note of that. Oh, dang. Okay. Okay, we have to rewatch it. We'll be back. We'll be back, everybody. <laughs> um, poor Matisse. Who, who's Matisse? Matisse, the singing coach. The oh, singing, my God. The, oh, the singing instructor. Long-suffering. Yes. Long-suffering. The dude punched the top of that little alcove or, what, alcove or whatever that little thing is where um, the people are on stage where you can't see them. You but know, the like, actors can see them and they can get their lines. Right. Yes. So it, like he, he was cold. getting so worked up that he like hit the top of the thing, hurt his hand. He's like, ah. But yeah, poor poor guy was like, was like just, just rightfully ready to quit. Like he's like, we need to pull the plug on this bitch. He's just like, just let me go. And Kane was like, no, motherfucker. You're going to teach her how to sing and you're going to teach You're going to keep teaching her. Let, let's go. Let's keep this going. Sing. You, teacher. Like, and he was like, okay. <laughs> I was fine. like, damn. Pobrecito. Um, side note on Matisse, the actor's name was Fortunio Bonanova. He, to me, not that this really matters for any reason, but to me, he looked a lot like Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. Did you see any resemblance there? No. no. All right. Anyway, moving on then. <laughs> I thought you may have looked it up and was like, hey. 
No, Edgy, That's he just struck me. Sasha Baron Cohen's uncle. No, he just, no, no, no. He just, happy. <laughs> imagine if he was. No, he just struck me as looking a lot like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, if someone had to play that actor for some reason in, like, say, Kane, or sorry, Mank, that we discussed earlier, you know, anyway, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, imagine when a night at the opera was like a grand night out. That's just, that just well, doesn't it still is, anymore. but it's just, yeah, we don't, but, it's, but we're talking about like, I would think like somewhere in like New York, right. I don't think, even in LA, I don't think that there's like opera houses like that that no, exist anymore. No, I mean, you, you, I see, I see opera performances advertised like at the theaters, you know, they'll say like opera at the Met or something like that. Right. But what they're advertising is actually like a broadcast of the opera into theaters. So you could just go to a theater and watch a night of opera from the theater. It's just being like basically live streamed, right? Jerry, it's, it's COVID times. No, I know. No, but even before that, oh. even before COVID, that's, they would advertise night, you know, opera at the Met or whatever. Yeah, but if you, I'm assuming if you go to see a live performance of an opera that you are going to have to dress up. They probably have some sort of dress code. They're probably they're trying not, to not expand you, the audience. They're yeah. not going to let you just walk in in shorts and flip flops. Right. No, and I know that. I I understand that the point of it is to. So if you know that, why are we talking about this? No, but I mean, like, imagine like having the like getting dressed in coat and t- not having to, but this this was how you would go out on a like on a date or something. You're or talking about out. dressing up in like a tuxedo, yeah, and a yeah, fancy dress, tails, top hat, cane, yeah, you know, putting on the ritz. That I think that part of it has. <laughs> I think we've lost a little bit of that. Well, we've, we've lost, lost a lot, lot of that. that. Yeah, 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 we've lost a lot of. Because you can you can go to an opera and just wear like a regular suit or like you know like a nice collar or dress shirt. somewhat yeah. nice business casual, and they're like, all right, yeah. come on in. <laughs> I mean, people used to dress up to you know get on a plane or go to Disneyland. You know, that's the whole idea behind Dapper Days. Well, my uh, my parents would still dress up. When they went, when they would go somewhere. Oh, really? Like when they would, like, let's say if they were going to like Mexico and they're driving, to, they were going to go to the, they were getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. They would still dress up like not fancy, fancy, but they would dress up. I'm like, dude, you're on a plane. Like <laughs> I go in like, I go in like let loose fitting shoes and uh, some shorts and a t-shirt. Like yeah, at most, I want to be comfortable. Like sweatpants or something. Yeah, I don't want to be like all stuffy inside of a, an airplane. Like, who and that's that? how most people travel, you know, nowadays. Now, yeah. yeah. But back then. Oh, so um, funny. The picnic was awesome. The picnic was except except for the random screaming woman outside the tent, Other which than made that, no sense. Yeah, where did that come from? Like, what was I, happening? I, I get if it would have been her, like, oh, I want to leave, like, ah, like help. But they were having they were having an argument, and some random woman is just screaming in the background, like, and it didn't sound like a joyful no, scream because like she it was got having quiet. fun, right? It got really quiet, like the band stopped playing, and it was yeah. just her screaming. Like, and what then what was happening? Kane and Susan yelling at each other, and it's mm-hmm. like. Wait, is someone getting murdered? It really sounded like, like is that. that. Why, it was weird. Is that why Susan wants to leave? Because she knew that there was a murderer on the. On if the someone menu? has an answer to that, to why there was a random screaming woman outside of that tent at that it could in be, that picnic scene, it could be one of We'd those that was it. like maybe they cut something out of the film, but oh, something that would explain it. Yeah, well, maybe they do that a lot nowadays. Where yeah. they cut something out, maybe they even did it back then. I really did like how Susan finally did go off on her own because one of my uh, observations about her was because you know she kept. Well, she, there was that scene where she was complaining to Kane about, you know, she, wanting to go to New York. She wanted to go to New York. And I turned to Ricky and I go, why doesn't she just go off on her own? That's what rich people do all the time. But clearly she was like attached and, and, and tied too much to Charles. Like she couldn't go off on I her own. I don't think that know? she could. Well, I think in a way she couldn't. But I think it was more. More him. Kane not, not yeah. allowing her to go. Yeah, probably. Probably. But. 
that's my that's the point of my note there is that I, it was good to see her finally take charge of the situation and be like i'm out i'm bouncing i'm out um i like how we both started singing please don't go please don't go <laughs> and i mean don't go but like the synchronized horses we did it at the exact same moment it was great well because he says please don't go so what's the obvious next line please, please don't, don't go, go. Don't, don't go. go. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's, oh, it's obvio. It's obvio. I really, I really love how at the end, the point of the movie gets distilled down to Susan realizing that Kane is forever making himself the victim. So, yeah, it was great to just see her, you know, really... Break free. Not just break free, but, but really expose the if not the point of the movie then one of the main points of the movie is that Kane got to the point where he was just always making himself out to be the victim not something that's not uncommon to like sociopaths I don't know if you've ever read anything about socio sociopathology but that's one of the telltale signs of a sociopath is that everything is always no matter what harm they cause it's always someone else's fault and it's always them being the victim of outside forces kind of like making them do things. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And go Susan. Um, I felt like the two hours flew by. I thought it was going to really drag. But, you know, Ricky paused it a couple times and the timer would come up and I'm like, holy shit, there's only 10 minutes left. I, I, I really felt like it flew by. I did too. I, um, we, uh, the girls and Teresa and I recently watched uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Ah, Yes. <laughs> Was it four hours, six hours? Four hours long. And so then... so In we three s- chapters, was it? F- six chapters. Six chapters. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. I actually started on a rewatch of the DCEU, so... So we, we started watching it, and then literally we were like... We were watching and watching and watching, and then I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and I need to get something to drink. It's been like so long since the movie started, and we need to like... I mean, we need a break. Like, this is probably gonna be a good time to like, you know, to stop the movie, so... I said something, and then they're like, oh, my God, yes, we all need to pee. So they didn't like, want to okay, say anything? They didn't want to say anything. <laughs> so we paused the movie. And as soon as I paused the movie, Jerry, guess how long had it gone by? 45 minutes? An hour. Just an hour. An hour. And we felt we like, oh, my God, we're of the forever. Way it was the worst. Anyway, so, that, yeah, so. That does not bode well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, again, when, I, when we first, you, you'll hear, you heard it when we first uh, started the episode. I said that the movie was going to be two hours, and we both kind of went like, Ugh. We made, we made, yeah, we, we, we made uh, noises or whatever. It's going to be forever. Indicated that it was going to drag, but to me, it really didn't. I think that's the mark. That's the mark of a really good movie, you know. Um, the, the trashing the room scene, I that's so I love scenes like that, and this one was particularly good. It, it, we kept doing kind of a, kind of a what Kane was thinking and saying like, while he was doing fuck it. This shit, yeah. I'm gonna throw this shit out. And this this one too, and I never liked this. Why did I buy this shit? And he's just knocking things over and breaking glasses. I mean mirrors and breaking things. It was amazing. flipping chairs over, tearing sashes down. Oh, it, it, uh, it gave me it gave me uh, Ray and Teresa vibes. Ray and Teresa vibes? Yeah, when they throw little tantrums and they're like knocking stuff oh, yeah. over on the desks. <laughs> yes. Ray, when you on listen to this. On a grander scale. <laughs> you jump to that scene towards the end of the movie, Ray, because that's, that's basically what I see when you're having, when you and Teresa are having tantrums <laughs> and you're like knocking things over on desks and pushing napkins aside. But I, that's, 
personally, that's always something I wanted to do. I don't know about you, but like, and I and I've actually seen that they have rooms yes. where you can pay mm-hmm. to go in and just trash the shit out yeah. of it as like therapy. I I, I mean, honestly, uh, who hasn't? I, I guess there's people out there that that maybe like their life is okay enough to where they don't get frustrated. Mm-hmm. But it, come on, it, everything adds up. Uh, home, work, friends, like pandemics. Yeah, <laughs> shit just shit just bubbles up some, inside, and sometimes you, you may not have an outlet, or whatever outlet you do have maybe just isn't available at that moment, or isn't enough. Yes, yeah, and you just have to like. Uh, Teresa has she's she's always told me like, haven't you ever just been in your car, like been inside with the with the windows rolled up and just just screamed? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And she's like, am I weird? I'm like, no, you're not weird for doing that. Like, if that's a stress reliever for you, and it works. And, and it can't be exclusive to her. No, there's gotta no, no. Be there's gotta of... be, and there's got to be other things that other people do, like slam doors right. or slam drawers. Or, or throw shit against the wall. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, in fact, I can relate to Teresa because I, I do do some yelling inside the car, but I usually direct it at other drivers. <laughs> yeah, you're, and Ricky knows this. Jerry is the worst driver in the history of drivers. I am a good driver. I just get really pissed at peep, idiots who... At, peeps at idiots out there who aren't good drivers and i let them know just with their windows rolled up that's all so that only you can hear them yes hear yourself it's look it's cathartic for me okay it's very therapeutic yeah because i'm 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 good with i'll go into right now it's my man cave the garage i'll go in and i'll i'll work on a puzzle i'll play a video game i'll build a gundam something Mm -hmm. something to get my mind off of things whatever it is and i'm and i'm good yeah but there are days where just it just seems like nothing is going your way and just a little thing, a comment here or something sets you off and you're just like, ah, oh! no, there's no real outlet for that. Right, so, right. yeah, I get Man. I get the wanting to, to sit as in Kane a room. We we may need to find some place that does that where we can go and I'm going to coin a term right now for you to citizen in a room. No, we're going to we're going to cane it, cane it. <laughs> Well, just just don't say that in the in any of the like Singapore or anything like oh, that. Oh shit! Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Oh my god! That, that's a whole oh, different. Meaning. Okay, citizen caning it is. Thank you. I think that's better. <laughs> Speaking of Kane, I really enjoyed the infinite canes, or as Ricky called it, the multiverse of canes. The multi the the citizen Kane multiverse confirmed. Yes, I love that. That was I, and and really again. Just like with the light and shadow, very symbolic because there we saw so many different versions of Kane throughout the movie that it all culminated and they were all present there in that final scene. Yeah. He was he was having to reckon with all his different versions, basically, right? Like the Kane reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. The, ooh, that's good. Could be a could be a book you write about the movie. Right. Um I do have I do have something to say though. It has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. So when I was young and my mom, my mom didn't work for a lot of, how do I explain this? She didn't start, she didn't start working until later in life only because she was, my dad was working and he was making enough that he could support the family, but she was raising my sister and I. So her job, as far as my dad was concerned, he was old school. was like, okay, you stay home and take care of the kids. I'll go work and make the money. That's how it worked in our household. And it, 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 Hey, shit, they made me and my sister, and we're amazing, so, you know, it worked. Clearly. <laughs> Bitch. I, you're not going to get any argument from me, bud. But 
all jokes aside, we used to she she did she did have a, a kind of a small job like a part time job where she would go and clean houses, and so we we would do this one we would clean this one house, and in this house they had um, like a small hallway that led to the bathroom, but on either side of the hallway were closets, mm. and these closets had double doors, but it was a sliding mirror walls like or doors mm-hmm. so each side had a had a mirror Sounds very 70s ish yes yeah. so then you would look to one side and of course you would see like again like in citizen kane you would see like a billion of yourself Infinity on one side billion, yeah. and then you look to the other side and you see a billion uh, of yourself on the other side yeah and it was just very creepy because it was like you do all these like you like dance in front of the mirror and like <laughs> they're all we're look we're all dancing <laughs> it would just be stupid i it's very funny that you mentioned that though, because that reminds me that as a kid, my mom also had a job uh, of cleaning this. Uh, I don't. Oh, he used to be a customer at the bank where my mom used to work, so he had all his like business accounts there, and they that's how they met, and they got to be like fairly friendly, right? They weren't like chummy, like super chummy or anything, but. He took a liking to my mom, and so he hired her not just to clean his house, but to actually do some of his bookkeeping and stuff like that, his personal affairs. His name was Mr. Rosenstein, and and he lived in Mission Viejo at the time, and I remember just that being, like, the tip-top of, like, wealth. You know what I mean? Like, this dude had it made. So, but yeah, he had this one bathroom where he had mirrors like that on either side of the wall, and just like you said, I would play around and be like, ooh, look at me, so many of me, and blah, 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 like, just acting stupid, but... That's uh, it, it's very funny that you mentioned that because like that's something again something you don't see these days anymore like you know yeah you don't really see those, infinite, those kinds of like infinity mirrors I guess or whatever you would call that that's just not well they're not, just mirrors but right the placement of them makes them infinity mirrors right right yeah yeah, yeah. there's no weird term for that very joke. interesting I thought it was kind of a coincidence that today's Merriam-Webster word of the day because yes Ricky I do subscribe to the Merriam-Webster word of the day podcast nerd total nerd. Actually, listen to two Merriam-Webster podcasts. Nerd, <laughs> super nerd. Word of the day and word matters. I love you, Merriam-Webster. They're so cool. Anyway, today's word of the day was oddly archipelago, and at the end of the movie, with like his entire collection of shit like spread out in that hall, it looked like an archipelago of shit. <laughs> oh my god! I just realized. You know what that scene reminds me of? What the scene in Harry Potter with the with the. Uh, Fuck the rumor requirement, and I'm the nerd, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, excuse me, that's important stuff. Not like you're ruining the day. ruining the day. Shut up, dick. Anyways, I am a nerd. <laughs> I got really excited. Thanks for coming to terms with that. I got really excited. Really okay, fast. so Harry Potter from what now? The rumor requirement. So when they needed something, okay. they would walk across this wall three times, and in their head they would think, "Oh, I need, like in Dumbledore's case, I need to use the restroom." So the room would create a whole, a full room with nothing but toilets. Whoa! But in a sense, it was an actual room. overkill, don't you think? You just it, need one. Yeah, they actually. <laughs> it turned out to be like a room where they stored all of the like extra stuff or or stuff that just didn't need in the school anymore. Mm, so okay. it, was, it was it was more like a glorified um, storage area. storage closet. Yeah, but okay, it was like a closet. giant room. With it stuff. was bigger on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Ricky? It's always um, bigger on the inside. Finally, my last note. Even though the ending had already been spoiled, I thoroughly enjoyed the journey. I thought it was a great journey. 
So it wasn't about the destination, Jay? It was about the journey? It wasn't about the destination, as some people like to insist. Fuck lost. Stupid purgatory. It's not about purgatory. I'll still defend Shut that, up. that series till the day I die. Stupid. Anyway, great journey here, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I would put it on my number one. I might. But. I might. It's worthy. It's worthy of the number. I think that There's it an des- argument. I think it deserves a number one spot. But I think after 80 years, I think that there might, there has to be at least one or two movies out there that can rival Citizen Kane. And hey, if anyone listening to this can think of something that maybe could take the number one spot, shoot us. I I got it. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) What about Weekend at Bernie's too? No, no, that wasn't as good. Obviously, Paddington too. I know you. I know you. You're the. You're in the camp of sequels are better than the originals. But not. Not not that one. I'm not really. You said it earlier, so it's got to be true. (laughs) It's on the internet. I heard it. Some guy said. Some guy said it. Some random nerd. Nerd. I subscribe to the Dick's Dictionary podcast because I'm a nerd. I love wearing Merriam-Webster. <laughs> Their Twitter account is so good. I like how I'm making fun of you for subscribing to like Webster's Dictionary, yet I'm talking about the room of requirement in a yeah. fictional book that and doesn't he, exist. The, the way his face lit up, ladies and gentlemen, was a sight to behold. I got I to gotta admit, it moved. <laughs> it moved. <laughs> It shifted. It like literally shifted. That's a boy wizard you're talking about, you nasty, It's not. No, 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 no. First of all, I was talking about the room, not the boy. Okay. And eventually that boy grew up to a man. A very handsome man. The boy must grow With up a little to be scar. a man. With a little scar on his, on his cute little forehead. By the way, let me just say that this motherfucker over here little who claims to be such a huge Harry Potter fan completely let me down during Harry Potter trivia night at HQ I, on I, HQ trivia. I will admit to you today right here right now I may have missed a question or two but I still know stuff about Harry Potter you missed like a, a question three or four in <laughs> those were so hard they, they were, were hard questions look I had people that I could see who were playing along, and they were getting them right, and you were getting them wrong. Oh, so I know people that get them right. You can see them playing along. You can see what they're choosing as hey, an answer. At least I'm able to. to I'm able to, to. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm able to uh, admit. Ah, admit that I can be wrong sometimes. <laughs> unlike your friends, <laughs> who randomly clicked. On A, B, C, or D and got it right. No, that was me. <laughs> it was, that was them too. They just got lucky. Stumbled upon the right answer a couple of times. I know Harry Potter. Shut up. You know Harry Potter. But I, I didn't end up winning. Anyway, that's it. Time for some plugs. Plug it in. Plug it in. Yeah. Put it in. Put, wait, no, no. Sorry. No, <laughs> oh, no. Put it in. Well, if you're going to plug it in, you're putting it in, aren't you? Ah, oh, you got me there. There. That's right. You're right. You're right. But, I mean, I was talking about my butt. Uh, so Ricky doesn't have any plugs. I will go ahead. Well, can I think about it at least? Okay, well, maybe while while I'm plugging something, you can plug something else. Or you can think of a plug. That sounded so wrong. (laughs) I did. I think about it. That was bad. (laughs) I'm keeping that one in. Literally. Ah. Um, damn it. I had one. Now I can't think of it. Thanks a lot, Ricky. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Quiz. Twitch. Sure. I'll go back to my old standard. Xbox. So this is very exciting. I was just telling Ricky that after more than a year of having suspended quiz at Dirty Nellies. Be careful. 
It's we're on. We've, Be careful. We've begun the process. I'm not saying we're back. We've begun the process of returning to Dirty Nellies. I, it's it's very recently happening. It's it's, but I. But when's the date? <laughs> when's it happening, Jerry? When's the actual date? Tell me. I need to know. That's good. That that was good. Thank you. For Inquiring that. minds need to know. Need to know. No, I think it's going to happen soon. It's not. We don't know quite yet. It's not for sure. But I think it's. So next we've, week we've finally started making the moves towards next week? returning to quiz after this pandemic. Same days, Wednesdays. It's going to be Wednesdays at seven. Still, yeah, yeah, we're sticking to that as far as as far as I know so far. Um, and we're going to have to take stock act because actually it's funny because it's not going to go back to the way it was because of the uh, pandemic restrictions. We can't have answer sheet booklets anymore. It's going to be all digital. There's not, there, there aren't going to be pencils to hand out, scratch paper, all that stuff. Like there's going to be none of that. It's going to be contactless. So what you're saying is that on Wednesday, May 12th, the very first, <laughs> the return, the return of, no, I am not saying that. Um, I didn't, I didn't finish that because I know that some video, I heard it on the podcast and they I announced it. it and it's official. No, Picante. no, we'll, we'll, I'll post about it obviously on all the social medias. If anyone, Obby. if anyone follows me, but I will definitely Obby. be, uh, be announcing when that does happen, when it's, when it's nailed down. But yeah, a little bit of, a little bit more work has to go into. Will we hear point. of it first here? Anyway. On Crimes Against Pop Ooh, Culture? A geek, I'm a Crimes Against Pop Culture yeah, exclusive. This is a geeks, dude. Come on. <laughs> My bad. But no, know did, what show you're on. I never actually mentioned what I was talking about. So yes, I'm talking about the Geeks Who Drink pub quiz at Dirty Nelly's Irish Pub and Restaurant. I am a Costa bit upset Mesa. right now because Jerry doesn't know where he's at. Jerry thinks he's at quiz today. Wednesday is at 7 p.m. I've just, I've missed it so much, Ricky. Shut up. I have. I I really enjoyed hosting. You? Enjoy hosting. And on top of that, I didn't get to, I didn't get to host the very last show at Nelly's because the very last one, I was chaperoning for a dude who was basically like in training. Whose fault is that? I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm just saying the way the chips fell. Okay. I got cheated out of my out you, of the last night before shutdown. You are starting to sound a lot like Charles Kane right now, and making yourself the victim. Like <laughs> I was the not. Victim. Why are you to doing do this to one? me? <laughs> don't leave me, quiz. Please don't. Please go. don't go. <laughs> don't go away. So anyway, that's my plug. Did you think of one? I have I have none plugs. I don't think. What about? Not really. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a Dr Pepper fan. I'm just saying I had nice things to say about it earlier. Drink Canada Dry. There you go. But dry. <laughs> no why way. ask why? Try Canada Dry. Why ask why? Drink some Canada Dry. It's, it's a delicious. good ginger ale. I would say it's the Citizen Cane of ginger ale. Canada Dry is a Citizen Cane of ginger ale, while all others are Tarantino-esque at best. Are they they <laughs> can't even compare to the taste Ooh. that the Canadians have planted into their soil. Have perfected really. Have perfected over yeah. the years with their with their special ginger. Is Canada Dry actually Canadian? I have no idea. So we're just talking shit at our ass. Mm-hmm. Like we usually do. Mm. I guess yeah. Canada Dry. Drink it. It's good. It's good. Don't drink the diet stuff cuz diet stuff sucks. Well, I had a great time with this one. I did. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Um, We've obviously come up with some other movies that we're going to need to put on the list. But we say Gone with the Wind. There was another one we mentioned too, but maybe just Gone with the Wind. I don't know. Oh, The House. Was it The House? That's what you mentioned earlier. The scary movie about The House. 
I'll look it up. Okay. Anyway. But I know I know what I'm talking. I know which song. I mean, movie I'm talking about. But anyway, about? this was this was fun. It was good to be back. And good luck editing this one, Ricky. God damn, it's a freaking nightmare. This was going to be super long, but hey, you know, we had to had to make it worth it for our exactly. Return. Uh, we don't know what next episode is going to be yet, or when the next episode is going to episode is going to drop. Keep this an eye one, on our social media. Yes, yes, we'll announce it. Then. Uh, keep an eye on our on our Facebook page, which is Crimes Against Pop Culture. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram, which is Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. Yes, because Jerry forgot the login information for our original Instagram. Account as you can tell by his laughing, <sighs> it was me. He doesn't mean me; he means him. <laughs> I'm the idiot who forgot. <laughs> Do you have anything else? No. Oh, uh, email us your ideas or comments or um, good thoughts about yes. the podcast. Constructive criticism. Crimes against pop culture at gmail dot com. If you have any bad things to say, you can email Ronald J Rump at <laughs> pos dot com. <laughs> POS 45. <laughs> this is not a political podcast, Ricky. I'm not, what? I said Ronald Rump. Who's that? You don't know. We don't know. It rhymes with Donald Trump. I mean, what? <laughs> not a political podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And until next time, I am Ricardo. And I'm Jerry. And this is Crimes Against Pop Culture. And we're saying, put it on the list. And watch the fuck out of it. That's right. Or listen to the fuck out of it. Or that. Do something. All right. Just fuck it. Just do something. Just fuck it, right? Just mm. fuck it. Mm. Picante. I hate you. <laughs>